Welcome back, Wildcats, to another episode of Pod Talk Jam and Break here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. Let me introduce myself. I'm someone who loves to spin around and shoot basketballs into the net perfectly. My name is Felipe. I'm the titular Brazilian Dragon, and I'm joined by my friend who always loves a vintage prom. He even got the stash for it today. It's Sam Davis. Sam, how are you doing today? I love showing up where no one is going to expect me. I love doing that. And, and I love talking about the HSMCU with you. Uh, and we got some breaking news from this weekend. But let's first chat amongst ourselves. How are you doing these days? I'm doing well. I'm glad that you didn't feel the need to define what the HSMCU is. It's a funnier joke if you don't, um, if you just you know leave it at that. Um, but I'm doing well. I've returned from a trip. I was in New York City, saw some great Broadway musicals with my wife. And now I'm back. I have watched uh, two episodes of High School Musical, the Musical series, and ready to discuss. Before we get your takes on these last episodes, how has Chandler felt about this season? Because once upon a time, you were going to start a podcast called High School Musical, the Musical, the series, the podcast with right. your wife uh, at the time. Fiance, or were you still just dating? Uh, I believe we were still just dating at the time. Yeah, it came out in 2019. We got engaged during COVID. A um, little fun fact, I was going to propose in March of 2020, and then things happened. Was it and then be I March would... 11th? It was not going to be March 11th, at least. I believe it was towards the end of March, or maybe I can't remember, but it's towards the end of March, and this was all going down. I was like, ah, I'll push it back to like the middle of April, and surely all this will be gone, and we can have a normal party and everything. And then as April rolled around, it's like, well, this ain't going anywhere. So got How engaged did you in, in May of 2020. Um, it's a long story, but it was in this like botanical gardens in oklahoma city one of our friends from high school is a photographer so i had her reach out to chandler and say that she wanted us to model for her to expand her portfolio in different areas so that i think we'll see the proposal photo photo. yeah or so maybe that's just your engagement photos who knows yeah I don't know. she had this pose where i was supposed to sneak up behind her and um, give her a big hug and stuff and then we did it a second time and instead of running up behind her i was just waiting until she eventually turned around and got impatient and was like what are you doing and there i was waiting on one knee proposed and the rest is history love it uh but what has she thought about hsmtmts this season she uh similar to me she my opinion of the songs that i texted you the other day was that almost all all of the pop songs they're just roar by Katy perry with extra steps um she's not a fan of most of those was that about the courtney song um i believe that was about last week's song before the different way to dance the corbin blue one yeah no no i guess not as much that one i guess it probably was about the courtney song um here i am but it's just like that's what all of them are like maybe ashlyn's song a couple weeks ago rising the yeah the astrology so you texted me that I felt very much this episode until a couple of days ago like you they drop on wednesdays mm-hmm. i don't know why i didn't watch wednesday thursday i got home late after my friend's birthday party then i went to work friday and then i went to i party with dj matt bennett uh and yeah, i got home late and had to wake up early and then saturday i just crashed so i think i watched this on sunday 
Does DJ Matt Bennett play any of these songs or does he just do like Nickelodeon exclusives? No, he did some Disney Channel songs. They did Bet on It. Uh, they, I, didn't try, I asked my friend because uh, let me be transparent with the listeners. I don't remember some of the songs that he played. Um, wow. I was having that much of a fun time. Uh, Lucas Graybeal did show up for like a song or two. And my memory is very fuzzy of that moment. I nice. feel like I remember him showing up. And then I asked my friends, was he there or did I make that up? And no, he was there. Um, they played better. So he on got, it. They he played got Lucas. He got class. Lucas Grabeel there, but he couldn't get a big celebrity like Casey Stro. No, no, he he's slacking. She's a, she's a tough. Also, pull. can we go back to that episode because I'm very confused. She was playing a teacher, right? Man, I don't. Like, I don't. How is she, I don't think this, so. This, I don't know. Speaking of, okay, do we want to get to why my I think, brain hurts? I think whenever whenever that was all going on. They were not as focused on being as meta as they are. They were like, "Oh, this is a cute little like." Cameo. I thought she was cameoing as a teacher at the school. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know why else she would be there. She obviously would not have a child at the school. Um, so but let's talk about this brain hurting aneurysm that they're trying to cause. Uh, Disney D twenty three was this weekend. Uh, in that presentation, they announced High School Musical: The Musical season four. Is gonna be the most meta one yet. Uh, do you want to explain this, or should I try my best? Um, I believe what it is, if I'm not mistaken, is that High School Musical: The Musical Series Season Four will focus on shooting an actual High School Musical Four movie, a sequel to High School Musical Three: Senior Year, starring Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. It they will in this TV show they will be shooting that movie, the fourth installment of the series. And all of these children that currently go to East High are Richard Bowen, our Courtney, our Ashlyn, hopefully our Big Red and Seb, and who can forget Carlos. Hope they are all vying to be extras in the fourth installment of the High School Musical series. Or, uh, yes, not the series, but the High School Musical series of movies. Sorry, I was trying to read the articles and like see who's confirmed, and it looks like no people are actually confirmed from the actual original group. Yeah, besides did, did, maybe I guess so, Lou. So yeah, um, it kind of makes more sense. Obviously, it doesn't confirm Zac Efron, but that picture he posted in front of East High School a couple months ago maybe hints more and more now that we know that this is the direction they're taking season four of this show. That he could, I, I'm sure it won't be even Corbin Blue levels of being in the TV show, but maybe like Olivia Rodrigo levels of given, given a couple appearances in three episodes. There's some convincing evidence, according to Pop Buzz. Uh, uh, both Zach and Vanessa uh, were both at East High earlier this year. Uh, Zach also let it slip that he would love to be part of a high school musical reboot. He told E! News... Seriously, having the opportunity in any form to go back and work with that team would be so amazing. My heart's still there. That would be incredible. I hope it happens. Um, yeah, so who knows? All right. We'll be here to talk about it whenever it comes out. Yeah, I'm sure they will be in it. You want to hop into uh, these two episodes, though? Yeah, let's talk about it. So uh let's start we're gonna be talking about color war first uh even and we can use the context that we have of season three episode seven camp prom as well so let's start with uh season three episode six color war channing uses night vision and corbin blue walks into the boys cabin who wakes everyone up for color war and 
Jet has a duck that Corbin Blue says, nice duck. And then Courtney also breaks into the cabin. I don't know why she's there, but she says, nice duck. And also, Sam, jump in whenever you want. I'm just going to go through my notes and then feel free to go jump in whenever you want. Um, Maddox tasks uh, Gina. Uh, she Oh, she tasks her to learn how to canoe. Uh, they bond over brother issues where Maddox is like, do you have a brother? And she's like, yeah. Um, and we have that whole situation. Uh, Sam knows a lot about brothers. I do. I have three of them. Most of mine are good. Got a good hit rate. Uh, as someone who has only one, but I agree with that. Uh, I'll let EJ you figure out which one, which one or two isn't good. Yeah. Um, EJ wants Gina to restart uh, their summer and their love. Uh, and he wants a perfect show so he can stay with Gina in Salt Lake City, which I'm like, bro, focus on the current. Like, what if you don't have that future? This we'll dude. Learn more about that in the next episode. He, he he started he started dishing himself out L's in this episode and did not stop in season seven. He's just full of self-inflicted air issue at hand yeah no uh ej ej got a got a he'd be taking some l's lately and uh it's it's be stressful for my guy who he was like such an mvp in season two and it's seeing, seeing him fall from grace has been an interesting journey for us nonetheless yeah. um Ricky goes to ask Corbin if he can delete the footage, and Corbin's like, unless you were praising Nickelodeon, no can do. Uh, and we get Corbin Blue referencing the 2006 to 2008 series, uh, the Disney Channel games. Uh, and we get an introduction to our teams. Maddox is the captain of the yellow team with Jet, Courtney, Carlos, and all these other kids who didn't sign the release. And Blue is EJ, who's the team captain, Ashlyn, Gina, and Ricky, uh, and all the other kids who didn't sign the release to be on the show. Uh, the prize is getting their phone back for, I guess, a day. A phone call? Yeah, he said, text whoever you want. But he said, when you get your phones back. So who's? I, I'm not quite sure if they got to keep them, if they got to send one text, what the whole story was. Dewey Wood, I'm sure, is working to undo uh, what Mr. Corbin Blue hath wrought. You would think so, right? Dewey Wood, not a fan of that. He was, he was not happy. He was not happy. Uh, so up next, we get uh, Ashlyn, who's being weird to Val, but Val is kind um, and is super awkward. Uh, Jet is also jealous that Maddox got to date and he tells Ricky that. He was just mad that uh, he got, uh, he thought Maddox was getting to date and he wasn't. And Ricky is like, well, I wanted to impress this girl once. Uh, and so I got involved in the things she likes. And that's obviously Nini. And then Ashlyn makes a joke about burning things in the fire like season two. Uh, we actually haven't gotten your mm -hmm. takes on the reality show episode and everything that came out from that, if you want to chat about that briefly. Um, yeah, it was a fine episode. I was completely wrong. I guess I should have known. What was the name? Was the name of the episode of the show called The Real Campers of Shallow Lake? Yes. Okay, so obviously I should, I'm you know not a Real Housewives fan, but seeing that should have known that was the direction they were going and not what I thought, so that was dumb. Um, but I thought the episode was fine again um i mean it, it was, was so it bad was it was good for a while bit. and then the last yeah. few minutes i feel like it turned up and it was uh, actually interesting 
yeah, no, I, I agree. It ended on an interesting note. Um, yeah, it definitely, I think it got the ball rolling for how we're going to finish off the season here. Definitely. Um, I don't believe the show within the show started any real intrigue or drama uh, for the documentary, but it did create a little, little, little bit of intrigue for what we got going on for these two episodes and the one to follow. No, certainly. It was an interesting experiment. They had a Survivor Nicaragua reference, which was fun. Uh, I they assume did. someone's in the writer's room is a Fabio fan. Mm-hmm. Gotta be. So, Ricky, uh, sorry, EJ. EJ's special guest that he called in for a favor was Miss Jen. Uh, and she uh, has Twizzlers also, call back to the, the Woman in the Woods episode. Uh, and she's giving EJ some pep talks. But in the meantime, EJ's missing the basketball competition. Gina asks uh, for Corbin Blue to give her advice about how to play basketball and how to dance. How, and to, be, how to be a baller. Yeah, she's how not to get really in the game. a baller, um, I believe is what she said. Very, very interesting um, that Gina isn't good at sports. Huh? I would have, would have thought she was good at everything as well. It's very athletic, very good dancer. Um, but... If you just you know turn it into dancing, then you can do a, a triple twirl uh, free throw, not a three-point shot like she was supposed to make. But if you do all these dance moves before you shoot the ball, then you too can swish a shot. It was swish, swish. And you even mentioned Katy Perry earlier. So um, I did. Uh, perfect, perfect synergy. Uh, but yeah, so she has this dream sequence with Corbin Blue. They sing different way to dance. Now, one of the small details that I did love was that they had uh, Corbin Blue in a jersey that had the number eight on it because that was Chad's number in High School Musical. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I enjoy a Corbin Blue gang to do a number. I think they're doing better with how they're working these songs into the plot narratively. Like it, you know, makes sense to have a little dream sequence like that. Um, weird energy for grown ass Corbin Blue to kind of be doing this little dance off number with a high schooler. The, the energy. The energy for the song wasn't quite as much as uh, Miss Jen and Zachy Roy in their little, their hot steamy romance number, um, but it wasn't far off, and I don't like that. Yeah, Sophia Wiley is, she might be 18 now, but she's recently 18, if that's the thing. Yeah, like, and the, the, um, the character certainly is not. Exactly, yeah, but at least we can, like, chalk it up to a dream sequence sort of energy. Right. It's what her brain wanted, so we can't. I can't be too mad about it. I also did not like uh, as she was awoken from this potential concussion. She was hit in the head with a ball, um, and then someone even, slaps her. Yes, Carlos wakes her by slapping her. I'm like, sir, she's concussed. Even like the bad men at the National Football League would not awaken a concussed football player by slapping them. What are you doing? Yeah. Carlos, Carlos took that an L in insane. that moment. That's insane. Uh, but uh, she wakes up. Apparently, she's fine enough to spin around and sink a basket. Um, in the meantime, yeah. Miss Jen is not from the required in- distance. I have to reiterate, not from the yeah. required well, distance. Well, good she thing they lost. Otherwise, it would have been point shot. Right. It would have been a valid. Lost. Otherwise, it would have been like yeah. William on episode 100 of the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Uh, he won. So I'll work down in the end. But uh, I did make a 
game error in that episode. Mm. So yeah. he would have had the justification to sue me. And yeah. uh, Color War would have been disbanded if they had the same As it energy. Miss Jen it... gives EJ directing tips, including grimace and shuffle papers around. Uh, and she says, have an assistant. And like have you have to have someone like Carlos. And he's just like, well, Carlos is here. And she's like, not Carlos. Carlos is mommy's. And I, I'm sure you had talk, thoughts. Yep. Uh, don't love the energy in the studio. Not a fan of it. She calls herself mommy also a couple other times throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, Ms. Jen wants to see the others, but EJ doesn't want anyone to know there. Dewey says, uh, they're playing Dewey says. Gina laughs at Ricky's jokes. Uh, we also find out about the camp prom uh, from this moment. And Jet and Maddox win for the yellow team. Um, and EJ lets it slip that Ms. Jen is at camp. And Ms. Jen is there and they all reunite to tell her all the gossip, which I thought EJ would have told her like who's who in the play, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did love this moment where Miss Jen gives Ashton an incredible pep talk where she's like, and she's like, and who are you? Like, and Ashton was like, well, I tried to change the script, but you can't, I'm just the ensemble. And she's like, well, the ensemble is the backbone of the play. It's mm-hmm. the strong spine. Uh, and I thought that was a great moment for Miss Jen. And now we're yeah, starting to get the Ashton upswing. Yeah, a lot better of a line than there are no small parts, only small actors. I loved uh, how Miss Jen rephrased that essential sentiment, but yeah, made it more, made it more, I don't know, heartfelt instead of just some cliche that everyone says. But yeah, you would think EJ having talked to Miss Jen, especially since it's his cousin, Ashlyn, who is the one, you know, struggling with her identity about the role she didn't receive. You think you'd be like, hey, don't make things awkward. But Ashlyn, you know, was a little bummed she didn't get the starring role, so maybe you could give a little pep talk. But maybe that's just how, like, detached EJ is from reality. Like, he's not even focused on, you know, the individual people in this show. He's just focused on, you know, not going to the Caswell School of Success. He really needs to get his things together because he, we'll see in the later episode, like, he's so focused on this play that he's missing out on, like, memories with his friends. Mm -hmm. But... That's Elton John Caswell for you. Uh, yeah. We get we get the climbing wall, and we get this throwaway line about Carlos that uh, comes back in the next episode because Carlos is like, "Well, I'm going to be in this Olaf costume the whole time," and Miss Jenna's like, uh, says something, and he's like, something about body positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down the quote, but uh, Ashton also gets this firework advice about Miss Jen. So we, apparently, she's fully on Team Michael Bowen now. Mister Mazar is just. Uh, Yep. Elsa, apparently Courtney listens to an Elsa podcast and Adina Mazel says that Elsa doesn't like heights. Uh, And then Carlos is like, but she lives in the tower and Courtney's fed up with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But we get that Gina goes and succeeds, but Courtney is scared and Miss Jen gives her encouragement. Classic Miss Jen. Classic mommy. Miss Jen was the star of this episode. No, she did well. And it would have been shitty for EJ to be like, hey, come all the way to California on a dangerous lack of sleep and don't even see your students. Just come here for me and only me. Um, help me direct a meaningless musical and then get out of here. But no, she gets shine, so happy for Miss Jen. I hope she did not crash her car on the way back because, like I said, 
a dangerous. You know she's going to be in next episode. There's no chance she's not going to let. Oh yeah, she's no, she's going coming back. That's a lot. That's a lot of driving. I'm. I assume that Mr. Bowen uh, will be making the drive back to camp, but that's a. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of time in the also, car. I don't know where in SoCal they are, but there are flights to Burbank and to all these small airports from Salt Lake City. Are there are there uh, forests like this in SoCal? Are they confirmed in SoCal? I assume they're in SoCal, and reg- well, I know Nini's in SoCal, which uh, mm-hmm. speak about a ghost, but uh, she is in SoCal. I assume they were at least in like, I don't know if Mid Cal is a thing, but like, yeah, there are some all these small little airports all over that like definitely have flights from Salt Lake, mm-hmm. something like Bakersfield, probably. Um, so. Uh, Courtney is scared. Miss Jen says you'll do it when you're ready to do it. Uh, it's a tie game. We get a cheer off for the final win. Uh, what did they wait? How is it a tie game? Because there were only three things. There was the climbing wall. There was Dewey says whatever. Well, I think I think maybe um, the it seemed like the other campers were supposed to participate in something. Uh, but they just didn't, you know, sign the waiver for the show, so they wouldn't be on the show. So I think Makes maybe sense. I'll just assume they did some other activities in the background that they didn't just have one shooting contest and one rock wall climb and Simon says for their most fun day of their summer. I, I would hope so. But we I'm get this sure cheer off for the final win. In there. And they sing the song they dropped at the beginning of the season before the season started uh it's on we see it in full now which we saw and it makes a lot more sense like with the contents why jet who was like sad and grumpy the whole first half of the season is actually like involved um and jet isn't adrian lyle's an incredible singer oh yeah he was amazing and like uh, i've told on myself before was not a camp rock two watcher back in the day but the song was still, it was very enjoyable. It was fun. Just everyone, you know, singing, being themselves. Um, yeah, it was a fun, fun little number. It really be a fun number. And the yellow team wins. Uh, but Maddox tells Ricky that she doesn't want to let her guard down because she's hurt, been hurt by him before. Gina wants to do the Wildcat share with Corbin. And he says, listen, my time in the HSMCU is over. Uh, and I'm like, clearly not, Corbin. You're right here. Um, yeah um i like like i said earlier that was a that was a pretty funny joke calling it the hsmcu was funny and we all understood what you meant i mean i guess you have 10 year olds watching this show with me a grown-ass man um so you got to explain the jokes to them a little bit more but i thought it was funny no the 10 year olds know what the mcu is please yeah but are they are they sharp sharp enough to understand the hsmcu as corbin blue says it uh you know at a regular pace of a conversation Who's to say? I haven't been a 10-year-old in a while. This is like a common occurrence with this show. Like they'll like have great things. It's it's like you've seen Parks and Rec, right? Mm-hmm. It's like John Ralphio rapping. Like you nail it and then you do too much and it like yeah. overdoes it. Yeah. So I think I think that makes me want to pivot to saying, you know, the writers on this show, maybe they're not so bad. Um, I think maybe the writers are potentially good, dare I say it. Um, but the, the directions from the producers, maybe they're like, Hey, we got to explain these jokes more. The kids won't get it. And you gotta, you know, give, give different storylines or give different paths to 
where we're going. And so I think maybe maybe I'll give the writers on this show some more credit than I have been. I've probably been unfairly harsh. I I think so as well. I think I still think there is like a lack in the writing that like could be improved, but it's also like how much is are they trying to be super meta? How much is like a producer interference? Like I do think that like TV system is a little flawed in this case and I can't tell where I have to uh, throw my my criticism towards, but I do think there the writing could still be improved despite all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gina asks EJ to hang out on the canoe after Ricky's help. Uh, she asks him out, and EJ's like, "No, because camp prom rules." And she's like, "Well, that's very progressive." But also, like, we saw the camp prom. Now a lot of people had dates to the prom, and it's also just like you don't have to be officially on a date, but you can go together. Stupid right that's what that's what i'm talking what the hell is this dude why is he giving himself so many l's like does he just not want to date her like i don't know man maybe it's maybe it's a a new rule that you know he's abiding by because it's a thing that like i would have understood if it was like oh counselors can't go with campers like that that would make more more sense sense. yeah that would make sense and so yeah i mean maybe i could justify for ej saying like you know, it's a new rule this year, and he really wants to be a stickler for the rules. And also, it's a rule because, you know, Maddox was the one that was affected by having a date and then getting broken up with by her date. But, yeah, why? it was no high school person would be like, oh, sorry, can't have dates to their own, especially their own girlfriend. Like, ugh, it's just stupid. They're already together. It's also like the yeah. his explanation was like, he, they don't want people like – uh getting like people's feelings to get hurt but you're already a couple Mm -hmm. like stupid ej i i am starting to lean more towards giving him the lvp there's still another contender but we'll get there um ashlyn starts helping val up uh while she they clean up after the color war and val's like oh you don't need to do that and ashlyn's like i'm sorry i've been so mean to you val gives her a hug and we get the fireworks and this is ashlyn's like bisexual awakening i guess yeah but we'll talk about episode seven in a second but i have criticisms of how they did that mm-hmm. um so ricky is crying in bed we forgot to mention miss jen brought a moon rock from his dad as a present jet calls ricky out for liking gina and ricky is like wait i have a big idea and that's how the episode ends I'm like what where did the episode end like that but whatever yeah i don't know um but that's the Maybe end of the wait. episode so Let's get into our segments quickly. We'll do that real quick and then before we'll we start segments. Episodes. Before we'll we start segments, a little little geography talk. Um, so Salt Lake is very far north in Utah. So even a direct west shot on major interstates, you would go directly to the west and start going to the south, and you would end up around Sacramento, which is pretty far north in California. So I'm guessing there somewhere in Norco. If uh, these, but also Ricky drove there, right? These kids drove themselves. That's what I'm saying. So it couldn't have been too far of a road trip for them to do on their own. So that's why I'm thinking they got to be somewhere northern California. Yeah. So Sam, before we get into this episode, do you have your MVP and LVP for episode five, or you just want to skip that week? Uh oh, for episode five, yeah, I'd have to think about it too long. We just skip that one. So we can come back to that in the uh, like in the season wrap up episode next week mm-hmm. or whenever we do that. Um, let's start with Color War. Who's your MVP of the episode? Um, 
I'll give it to Mr. Jet. I'll give it to Jet. I think he did well. Redeeming himself, trying to be a good brother, and his voice, like you said, incredible. Yeah, I think that's Jet's first point. Or no, Mike Bloom gave him a point. Um, I gave it to Miss Jen. But we're gonna get Miss Jen on the board. I think she was, my second choice. Yeah, Miss Jen. I'm glad you gave it to someone else. I was I was gonna change it if you had given it to Miss Jen also, but uh Miss Jen really like I think once she had that conversation with Ashlyn, like a switch flipped in Ashlyn, we see this different trajectory in the next episode. Um and Courtney also, like Miss Jen was there for her, she was there for EJ, like Miss Jen. Uh, her teaching methods are unique, but she's an incredible human and like loves her students so much. Yeah, I like it. All right. Do you have your LVP ready for this episode? Uh, yeah, it's EJ. It is Elton John Caswell? Yeah, EJ. EJ took an L. Today. Absolutely delusional. Um, and it'll work out for him. He'll he'll direct a fine show, I'm sure, because he has you know a lot of talent to work with. Um, but yeah, he's still LVP. Uh, in terms of my, is there any justification to give it a Ricky? Just because I don't want to double up, but I am leaning towards EJ. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you could. I don't know um, what I would justify. Like, I don't know why I would give it to Ricky other than that I just don't want. Yeah, to I mean, EJ. Ricky didn't really do anything bad. I mean, he was down bad for Gina this whole episode. Yeah, yeah I guess um, I'll just dunk on EJ here. EJ, yeah, that's the Castle Cousins, having a rough summer. Yeah, brutal. Um, and then in terms of the songs, tell me where you f- how you feel about a different way to dance. Um, hmm. I will give it a C, just C. right in the middle for me. I'm gonna have didn't to hate it. It was, it was a little bit catchy, but yeah, I don't like the songs that feel like two different songs in one. Like that's my complaint also uh-huh. about balance. I thought balance had like an incredible mm. part and then like a very weird, awkward part. And I feel like this also yeah. has that not as strongly. I'm going to re-listen to every single song before we do our wrap up show. Um, right now I just put mm. it in the B tier in a uh, different way to dance. Okay. Um, and then what about it's on Sam? Um, it's on, I'll give it a B tier. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But a tier, I got to reserve it for something special. See, I put it's on an A tier, but I'm open to changing it by the end of this episode because no, I yeah, think like I said, if if I had any nostalgia behind it, it'd probably be A tier. Yeah, because um, you're not a Camp Rock Two guy. Was yeah, Nathan a Camp Rock Two guy or no? Uh, I don't think so. Did you also bully your brother for going to see, or were you the brother that Will bullied for going to see uh, High School Musical Three senior year in theaters? No, that was actually our oldest brother, Tucker. He went and saw it in theaters. Oh, in, I always assumed it was you were Nathan. No, it wasn't. He Tucker was in high school at the time, going on a date. I believe I was in eighth grade. Because you when that yeah, one you would have been my age. Yeah. See, I was in eighth grade when that one came out. No, yeah, it was a, a surprise twist that Tucker, the eldest brother, was taking a girl Damn, on a date Tucker. to go see that movie, and he hadn't seen any of the first two because I mean they came out. Was he going he on was a date or something? Yeah, yeah, it was just for a date. It was, I guess, the only movie out at the time. I can research in the background while we keep discussing the songs and the episodes, what movies yeah, were so out. Yeah, so we're actually going to jump straight to episode seven, but you can do some do research it. while I set up. Um, Ricky eats three boxes of pizza for his bucket list. Do you think it should count because he didn't eat the crust? He didn't eat the crust. It should not count. It should not count. I he agree. didn't eat the crust. This it, is absurd. It, it, 
It How many be. other things on this bucket list did he cheat? Uh, being Ridiculous. called a superhero? We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, almost all of it. Walking on the moon. What are, what are we doing? Why are we letting Richard Bowen get away with so many things? The white it's privilege. a great, great metaphor. Um, Carlos tells Ricky the trailer will drop with uh, footage from their conversation because he did that research on his phone. And Ricky's like, oh, so I got to tell Gina ASAP. Uh, there's also this vintage theme for the 70s prom. Uh, did your prom have a theme or no? Um, and was uh, Chandler your date? Kill me. Uh, so she was my date senior year. That's kind of when we actually officially started dating. But our junior year, she was class president. So she was in charge of planning the prom. So she, so she wasn't happy. allowed to go to the prom like EJ? No, no she was still, uh, yeah, she wasn't allowed to go to prom with EJ. No dates. Uh, she actually did that for our prom as well. She established the rule. Um, but yeah, she was in charge of organizing it our junior year. And then we went as dates our senior year. And it was it was just always generic. Um, ours wasn't Hollywood, I don't think. But, you know, it's Night Under the Stars or Hollywood or that kind of thing. Um, that's uh, typically what it was. It was it wasn't you know a seventies theme. That's for sure. It I didn't wasn't get uh, any theme dances in high school. Like we never had like an underwater dance or like uh, yeah. night under the stars. Like we never had theme dances. And our prom was also generic. Um, mm. But uh, we get Ashlyn realizing that she may be bisexual. And my frustration is that they didn't explicitly use that term, which I think is uh, frustrating. I think they could have been mm -hmm. a little more explicit instead of like beating around the bush with it. Cause mm -hmm. I think it's important for kids to like it. Now it's just like, Oh, if people just watch this season, they'll think, Oh, they don't know what happens. But I just think a little explicit definition of the term. And like, so it, mm -hmm. it helps with the representation. I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think no, I'm with language you. is important. I'm sure it's a, it's a, yeah. I'm sure it was just a production thing. They're worried about getting canceled. Like yeah. a Buzz Lightyear, and you know they they get scared. It's wild to me that High School Musical, the musical series, is more scared than like Pixar. But, oh yeah. Uh, Jet and Maddox they have a chit chat. Madison also shows up. Now I texted you who gave Joe jo Siwa a Xanax, and you responded that you had some thoughts. Yeah, she was just I. I guess I've never seen JoJo Siwa act in anything, really. Um, yeah, I used to watch Dance Moms. Whenever that was on the TV, um, yeah, I've never seen JoJo Siwa act, really. And, man, I, I, no offense to Miss Siwa. She's created a great following and a great life for herself. Was not convinced I've actually driven by, by her dance role. studio a number of times. Uh, yeah. Her dance studio no, she's great at that. Out. Yeah. But, but uh, every time yeah, I see Jojo Siwa, she's like hopping around like a bunny rabbit on mm -hmm. like Adderall. And right. she's super calm in this episode. It's like yeah. Josephine or whatever your name is. Yeah. What's well, I think, yeah, I think the, the, the high energy personality of Jojo Siwa, well, I'm sure that the, the character that she plays, you know, in real life, I think, um, yeah, what, what her, her whole act, you know, her persona in real life, I'm sure most not most of that i'm sure some of it's authentic but she obviously has played up because that's what made, has made her famous and have a notoriety and so i'm sure that's why she's a little jazzed up in real life and then yeah i'm sure when she got to act she toned it down 
a whole lot, and then I'm going to guess the real JoJo Siwa is somewhere in the middle of those two. I would agree with that. Um, I feel like she knows when to put it on, not to use the same title of the song, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I mean, JoJo Siwa, like, I'm glad that she's getting her flowers because I think she is very talented. I just don't know if acting is her best talent. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. This was, like, probably the first thing I've ever actually seen her in, like, I didn't watch her season of Dancing with the Stars. I'm not a Dance Moms guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch a clip of her dancing around on The Masked Singer as a T-Rex. Um, mm-hmm. But because, you know, the pandemic, we had to entertain ourselves somehow. And I got into mm-hmm. The Masked Singer for a season and a half. Props to you. Couldn't be me. Uh, okay. This is a permit. No, because I remember Nathan texted our group. Yeah, I just, Navi- Nathan watches it all. Yeah, Nathan texted Navi and I in the middle of a mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb recording, but I don't. That must have been the year after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that Nathan has a group chat with me and Navi that he'll tell us stuff before he ever tells William stuff. Yeah, Will, William and I we've we've gotten mad at him over the years. He he loves. He's a Big Brother live feeder. Um, he's all about the spoilers, and he doesn't have a great discretion when not to say them. So oh, he's been reprimanded no. many times over the years for it. It's like I don't care. He can, he can, uh, I, especially because I know Navi's also a feeder, so like they like mm-hmm. can talk about it. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I like will pop in like three weeks later being like, Oh, I just saw this because like I don't always keep up with Big Brother. Uh, it mm-hmm. seems like too much homework for me, and I am a grown man, I don't need to do any homework. Uh, where were we in the plot? Um, Jojo Siwa shows Jojo up. Siwa. Okay. So, uh madison shows up and uh jet really wants him and maddox to repair their relationship uh we also find out about this yearly tradition about the ice uh bucket challenge basically yeah uh and carlos is stressed out because he doesn't want to be shirtless Mm -hmm. uh which is relatable to me i as a bigger person have been uncomfortable like and it's not just like that's the reason but like i I don't know it, and, it, and that's exactly why I loved loved uh, Carlos being the one, you know, to have body positivity issues because I too have had body positivity issues. Even um, so, I lost a lot of weight at one point in my life. I lost fifty pounds uh, between my junior and senior year of high school, and I've since then I've been like quote unquote in good shape, and you know, to the to the outer appearance where I'm clothed, yeah, you know, I look like I'm quote unquote skinny. Um, but I still, you know, have love handles and cellulite and these things on my body. And I'm still because and it's of also like the society, emotional scars, not just the physical. Yeah, like, yeah. And so what, what society has ingrained, even if you are, you know, skinny, like Carlos is very obviously not overweight, but that doesn't mean you can't have body positivity yeah. issues, with, you know, not wanting to be shirtless around other people. So I thought it was great that, you know, it was just, you know, someone that you would look at them and you would, they would not be stereotyped as someone that has body positivity issues. It doesn't always have to be one type of person or two types of people, you know, people at, you know, the ends of the spectrum um, that would have body positivity issues. Like it comes, uh, no pun intended, in all shapes and sizes. And so I thought that was great that, that um, they addressed that for Carlos in this episode. And they built it up. It was, it was warranted, you know, they sowed the seeds for it and it didn't just come out of nowhere. So yeah, and I, I, I agree. really like I agree with everything you said. And also, like, because I know previous shows that I've enjoyed, I mean, not to, like, continuously compare the show to Glee, but, like, the Potty Positivity episode was about Mercedes on that show. Right. Whereas, like, I appreciate Mm -hmm. showing that it 
it's not just like bigger people who struggle with it. It's like everyone, like just because right. of what society expects of uh -huh. like what an attractive individual looks like. Right. Um, and uh, uh, we'll get more into that in a second, but uh, let's go back to Maddox and who is blindsided by Jet uh, Jet's uh, reveal. And Maddox and Madison chat. Uh, EJ ends up testing the cast members throughout the prom on lines, and he's so focused on the script. Gina walks into the prom, and EJ and Ricky both like do the Pikachu mouth drop. Yeah, uh, this is so unlike last episode where Ricky was just down bad for Gina, and I allowed it to slide. This this episode, Mister Bone has gone too far. You gotta keep that. You gotta keep that to yourself, Richard. You can't yeah. uh, let the jaw hit the floor. Him. Yeah. Um, and EJ addresses it. EJ has been props to him being kind of mature about Ricky, very obviously being down bad for EJ's girlfriend all summer. And in this moment, EJ finally says something about it. Yeah. And like on my first watch, so I rewatched every episode for note taking purposes. On my first watch of this one, uh, I was like, wait, so EJ is a little out of pocket when we have the breakup scene later. But no, rewatching, I was like, no, I forgot about this moment with Ricky. And like, yeah, it is kind of like, despite the fact that like Ricky has shown maturity and not like overstepping all the time, it is like super inappropriate for him to like actively be lusting over EJ's girlfriend in front of right. EJ. Right. Like, bonk, that's go what, to jail, man. That's where it becomes a tricky situation because Gina has not reciprocated this at all. It's not like Gina has been flirting yeah. at all and they've been too close. Like Gina has not um done anything wrong by their relationship but yeah it's it's got to be still be disheartening for this other guy to be trying to swoop in all the time and you you can see it and you can see the guys trying to play it cool so you don't you know make a big deal out of it. you're mature about it as well but yeah it's it's definitely not easy for ej to go through yeah that, and gina like, hasn't done anything wrong but it's like i can understand ej's insecurity because ricky keeps like actively like lusting over and like not lusting that's like a word i don't want to use in this situation uh like he's actively like looking you can see the infatuation with gina you can see that he is clearly into her in front of ej and gina has never like reciprocated those interactions in the way ricky wants her to but ej doesn't know that because he doesn't know what their one-on-one -on -one experiences are and like it's a lack of trust that he has with gina which is harmful mm. but uh it's also on Ricky and like Ricky stay in your lamb boy. Yeah. I will say though, that was an insane outfit for uh, Gina to wear to a, a summer camp prom. Um, yeah. I'm sure it had uh, many of the, the high schoolers that are attracted to women. I'm sure all of them had thoughts and or comments to say about the outfit. So yeah. The costume designers, what are you doing? I can't. Uh, I cannot blame Ricky Bowen for the thoughts he he had, but just uh, hold together, Richard. <laughs> Take no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not uh, saying anything. We did, you did address Sophia Wiley's eighteen, but I'm not. I'm not making any comments. I'm saying for the high school Richard Bowen, it makes sense that he he saw Sophia or he saw Gina in that outfit, and he's like, hey, okay, yeah. I'm just looking at okay, no. together, man. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, Ricky needs to keep it together. Yeah. Uh, so we get uh, another conversation between Madison and Maddox. They're swinging in the, in the cabin. Madison apologizes for dumping Maddox, and Maddox explains that she was super on edge last summer. 
because Jet showed the texts uh, to her parents the day before camp. They had this argument, and Maddox, Maddox was on edge the whole summer, and she was different because she thought her parents were going to like disown her or like never let her speak to Madison again. And Madison tells Maddox to give Jet a chance. Um, oh, I, I did like the line earlier that like Jet is like, you can come out now, and Maddox he, to, to Madison, and Madison's opening uh, the door, and Madison's like, I did that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carlos gives Ashlyn a rainbow pin uh, because we didn't see it on camera, but Ashlyn is now part of the, the family. Uh, Carlos asks EJ if he can keep the shirt on. And EJ in this moment is like, we don't haze here. Like, you're good. Um, and Ashlyn sees Seb behind and she's like, I see something that makes you really happy. And when I saw Seb, I was super happy, but I got spoiled because I, wa- I chose to watch Wouldn't Change a Thing before I watched the episode. Um, uh. So what did you think when Seb showed up? I, I liked it. I had missed Seb all summer. Again, a long way to go. It's been, I don't know if Seb's just going to get to stay overnight at this camp. That's not yeah, typically, right? you don't just, you don't just get to check yourself into a camp that you didn't pay registration fee for. And there's a lot of liability on the camps. And so I don't know exactly what he better get to stay for like, at least in the area to come see the show. Like imagine if he's not in next episode, like what? The yeah. Maybe, um, maybe that's the deal. Maybe he came with the family staying at a hotel close by or something. And yeah, I don't know. Cause their show is the next day. So I would uh, hope that he's there for the show. My big frustration with Seb in this episode, because I love Seb. Seb was one of the biggest delights of season two. Uh, I think there was one moment where they like kind of flanderized Seb a little bit uh, when mm-hmm. he goes and like breaks into the breakup scene. It's like, Ellington and John, I feel like, okay, Seb like wouldn't do that. I feel like Seb is a little more like emotionally intelligent than that. He's a little dumb, dumb at times. Uh, like when he brought, he came in and he thought it was a seventies party and uh, he's like, I thought I was supposed to dress like an old man in my 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think, I think he has a higher emotional intelligence based on his interactions with Courtney last year um, and a couple other ones. Yeah. Uh, EJ uh, denies uh, the dance with Gina to run lines. Courtney freezes when he quizzes her. Uh, Gina asks Ricky to dance. And EJ's like, Maddox is about to take the stage. And Maddox and Jet sing with Carlos and Seb as well. Uh, wouldn't change a thing. And I do believe I predicted that Maddox and Jet would sing the song earlier in the season. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I kind of liked them mixing up the uh, the cover of this song. I, I liked it taking a different tone. I really, I do enjoy this song a lot. Chandler, it was one of her favorites from Camp Rock too. So we love duetting it together. It's a great road trip song for us. She was not a fan of this number because one, it wasn't pure to the the original song that she loves so much and two it is like a romantic song between joe jonas and uh, demi lovato and it's being sung by two siblings so that part's a little weird but i thought the the whole you know changing up how the cover sounded made the song sound less like a, a romance ballad so i thought yeah, it, fit. it was less passion for sure yeah, so I, I enjoyed that um I guess another, like, this is a constant criticism of this season, but the lip syncing is, like, very frustrating to watch. Like, I enjoy the song so much more listening to it by itself, but seeing the out of touch, like, the camera angles are also a little wonky sometimes. Like, there, it's mm-hmm. not even cutting. So, uh, what did you think of the, uh, like, the blending of the three guys singing all at once? Was, oh, the, was this one of the songs? There were multiple songs where they just had, like, 
really bad auto tune. I think one of them, they all they often do this to Carlos, and I feel like he has a good singing voice. I don't know why they like auto tune him so badly, but yeah, the the blending. He's a much better singer than they, what they do on the show. Like, yeah. if you've ever, never seen his, uh, him and Seb or Joe Serafini, uh, they sang A Whole New World last year for Pride or something. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, his voice is so much better than what they let him right. do on the show. Right, so, same, and same with Julia Lester. Like, I feel like they auto-tune her a lot as well. And, like, they all have great voices. I don't understand what we're doing. Like, why why that seems to be the case. Yeah, the, the sound blending has not been great on some of these. I would love for Sailor Bell and Adrian Lyles to do another version of this song where they can just like do it like a karaoke track because I, uh, I think their voices go together really well in this. Um, so we get Madison. She's heading out. Gina goes to talk to EJ and breaks up with him because Gina's like, we're, we've been on a different path this whole summer. I'm still in high school. I'm goofing around. You have to think about your future. We're in different stages of life. Uh, EJ thinks it's about Ricky and he's a little insecure, which um, after discussing it with you, I don't 100% not blame him. I think that's valid, but also he needs to be hearing Gina out and also own up to the mm-hmm. actions that he had where he's so focused on this play, thinking about the futures. Um, yeah. If he, if he and- had been present at all this summer, all these L's that he's been building up, if he had been present at all to see the reality of the situation, he would not be insecure about Ricky. Um, you know, the oh, fact certainly. that he hasn't paid attention to people um, and he has only seen, you know, Ricky having eyes for his girlfriend, then yeah, it makes sense that he's insecure. But if he had not inflicted all these wounds, then it could have been completely avoided. So I can't, I, too I agree bad. with that. Uh, so Gina ends up uh, crying and, oh, Seb walks in and he's like, Elton, John, it's like Seb, Hold your horses. Wrong moment. Yeah. Uh, Gina's crying and Ricky is about to tell her about like the camera thing with Channing, but he's actually mature in this moment and doesn't insert himself. He's like, you okay? Like just checking in on her. Um, and then we cut to Courtney and this is probably my favorite scene of the episode. Uh, I will say the Gina scene was like incredibly acted the breakup scene. I thought she was like phenomenal as always. Like I maintain she is going to be the next Zendaya, like breakout Disney channel star. Uh, in terms of acting and like triple threat. Uh, but uh, Courtney ends up singing the prayer. Ashlyn joins in as well. Uh, and Courtney asks Ashlyn to take the Elsa role. And Ashlyn says, no, she says, you are going to be phenomenal. Uh, my, my purpose this summer was to actually be better friends with everyone. Uh, Maddox and Gina both join in and Ashlyn's like, can I borrow your prayer? And they sing and they sing. uh, here I am, which is not what I thought it was. Here I come, sorry. I wrote down mm-hmm. it's You're Not Alone. I thought that's the title of the song. Uh, Courtney goes and she climbs the rock wall, which I thought that was a beautiful like image of like her climbing the wall at night with all the stars. That was yeah. definitely green screen, though. Not very safe. Not very safe to do at night. No supervision. I'm sure she I didn't agree. properly harm herself in, but very cool uh, uh, metaphor analogy in the song. And while we're doing that, Carlos ends up taking his shirt and uh, taking his shirt off and getting dunked with everyone. So they all like overcome their fears. Uh, thought it was disrespectful of Seb to not participate. Like, bro, if you're there, you have to like take part in the activity. That's like going to someone's house and not yeah. wanting to take the food. Yeah. I wonder if, if Seb, maybe Seb is going to a hotel. He's like, guys, I got to drive like 30 minutes after this. I don't, I'm not doing that. 
Maybe, maybe he's being more practical, but it was so there, I feel like there's been a lot of like innuendo in the past few episodes as well. And it was weird when, um, I it was Seb. Yeah. He ran up into the cabin and ran up wherever he was. And he said, Carlos wants to do it. And I was like, wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> I had to like, take a second and think about the preceding events. I was like, summer camp just took a turn. I didn't know that's what we Seb were doing. We're in euphoria land. Yeah, yeah, I thought we were having a crossover. Uh, but no, he just wants to get dunked, which, I mean, there's innuendo in that, too. Uh, so Seb is lost. Uh, he's very confused about the, like, play. He's like, so EJ's directing a movie on the Disney Channel? And he's like, Carlos is like, no, EJ's directing the, mu- the musical. Corbin Blue's directing the documentary, and it's on the Disney Channel, or Disney Plus. And then Seb's like, well, which one is Quibi? And I did howl. That was that was funny. That was a good yeah. line. Uh, Gina, uh, Carlo, Ricky says that uh, Carlos says Ricky's his hero, uh, and Ricky's like, "Oh, I'm a superhero. My bucket list is complete." Um, he walks up. Gina's like, uh, "He's like, Gina, you look better," and he's like, "You look wetter." Um, and that one, Ricky, too, that line too. Yeah, not great. Mm-mm. Yeah, but uh, Ricky's about to divulge that Channing caught him on camera and he says all that, but then EJ walks by and Gina says that she broke up with him that night. And Ricky and uh, is like, Oh, well I told Carlos, he looks awesome as Olaf. Um, and Gina's like a friendly fib never hurts. And uh, she, he's like, mm-hmm. uh, and then we get this end scene where Maddox tells EJ that Channing is going to cause drama on opening night. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Any final thoughts, Mr. Sam? Um, no. Fuck Channing for whatever uh, drama he's going to try and cause for these 17 I was very, very lost for a second because you started saying that. And I was like, what is he about to say? Chandler's not on the show. Like, why is he mad at her? <laughs> no, like, no we're, we're both good over here. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, uh, but yeah, no, Channing sucks. He can kick rocks. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be a fan of him after next week. I guarantee it. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be that actor's biggest role? Um. Yeah, probably. He's. I'm not sure. I think he's. He's pretty mid. So unless he's like a, a nepotism baby, like his actual character, I think he's probably going to be sticking to things such as this. Makes sense. Um, do you want to talk about the songs first? Let's talk about. Uh, wouldn't change a thing. Where would you have that? Um, that's a, oh, man, I feel like I'm too critical, not giving anything an A, but I, I got to give it a B. I, I liked it a whole lot. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a B. And what about here I come? And I'll tell you where I put them after. Um, that's a C for me. That's a C. Okay. Wow. Okay. You might, it's you it. might rage quit this podcast. Cause I put both of them in the A tier. Wow. Nice. See, like I said, I, I enjoyed both of them. I, they, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fine, and for me, fine is a C. Yeah, I I think I think for me, like when I listen to it outside of the context of the show, they are elevated for me because then I don't have to like watch the weird lip syncing. But even uh-huh. like the visual production of like Here I Come, I thought was pretty great. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good reason to bump it up one. Um, yeah, yeah. I just uh, for me, it's like you know C tier. It's like good. This is fine. I listened to it. Didn't hate it. Uh, B is like. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. And then A tier is like, yeah, that's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm reserving that for something special. 
And no, I would that hope makes sense. in episode eight, let it go. I think we might get that something special. Oh, so I know we're getting a Nini song next episode. We're getting Christoph's Lullaby, which is going to be sung by Ricky. And then we get um, Courtney is singing Let It Go. And I don't actually know if we get anything else. Uh, oh, we get uh, Camp Rock, I think. Uh, or This Is Me, uh, like a group number for This Is Me, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably, I think, what's happening next episode. And I remember last season's finale song, Second Chance, was really good. I really liked that one. Um, yeah, but- I think... I think we'll have some stuff for my A tier next week. Hopefully. Um, what are you what are you giving uh, your MVP to this episode? MVP. How about you, you go MVP first? I gotta yeah. think a little bit more. I gotta be I gave mine to Ashlyn, which is rare. Like Ashlyn's been taking L's all season, but she like had her bisexual awakening. She was like super empathetic and like she showed growth even though it was like a really weird windy ass road to get there i was proud of her like encouraging courtney to take the role and not like stepping on her to like be elsa when she easily could have so i'm giving ashton the uh the mvp this mm-hmm. week especially because we've been dunking on ashton all season so when she like has this much of a great episode i think it's irresponsible of me to not give her a point but you're your I own agree. individual that's, that's a good yeah, no, Ashlyn certainly deserves it. And I think I'm going to give it to her, it seems like her future ship partner, Maddox. Um, you know, Maddox had a very mature conversation with Madison. Um, I think, yeah, she's she's been through a lot this summer with, you know, friendships, relationships with her, her brother, relationships with her former relationship with Madison. Um yeah, I think she's been through a lot, and this was this was a, a solid episode for her, and I think she yeah. deserves a win. I think both of them winning together in this episode makes a lot of sense. This is their first mm-hmm. MVP for each of them, so I think that's like a good call. Um, uh-huh. And can I assume you're giving EJ the L? Yeah, EJ's getting an L once again. Yeah, EJ's also getting my L. Uh, Ricky is lucky that EJ had a much worse episode because Ricky was overstepping big time in this episode for me, mm-hmm. but um, I've been pretty kind to Ricky this season. I don't think I've actually yeah. given him an LV. I'm just really wanting to, but it's other people have to do it more often. Yeah, neither neither of us have. Like he's just like he's he's been towing that line all summer. So I think he's been I think he's been pretty normal. He's been getting he knows where the line is. He keeps stepping up to it. He's internally he's def, certainly crossed the line, but you know, externally he hasn't done hasn't committed. It's also to, like he's people. always like doing some shenanigans, but someone's always outdoing him doing the most so he's like never in the line of fire as much as he should be um but yeah that's our episodes uh do you have any thoughts on these two episodes before or any bold predictions you want to lay down on the ground before we get our finale in three hours um bold no i don't really have any bold predictions i think i i don't think it's that bold to say that you know maddox and ashlyn and we're getting My, a Nini appearance, right? Yeah, we're getting a Nini appearance. I don't know if... Are we going to get a big red appearance? I are think we we're getting a big red because I do remember Larry Saperstein was on the Wikipedia for one yeah. episode. Are we going to... Or is Ashlyn going to break up with Big Red You know, at this camp and then he has a like a 10-hour car ride home to think about it and then she's also going to have like a big start of a relationship with Maddox. I don't know if that could all happen in one episode. 
Um, it, as much as I would enjoy for Ashlyn and Maddox to be happy together, for all of those big things to happen in this one episode, and then you know, in the context of them being so far away from their home, and Big Red would have come ten hours ish from his home to come see her at the summer camp. Um, that part would not be ideal, but it'll be sweet if Ashlyn and Maddox end up together soon. So tough to grapple yeah. with that a bit. I still think Big Red is also bi, so maybe they could have like a throuple moment or something. I don't know. They would never have a throuple on a Disney Channel show, please. No, absolutely not. Not yeah. that person. Not for high schoolers. Come on. No, Disney Channel would never You've got to be fully function or fully formed to uh, successfully and emotionally pull that off. Yeah. Uh, I won't lie. Uh, you're a never have I ever person? Yes, yes. After the first season, I was firmly thruple for Paxton Ben Davy. But after this last season, I think I'm Team Paxton firmly. But oh yeah, Ben, ben, ben Gross could not handle that. Get real, yeah. get serious. No, Come on. yeah. Um, anyway, Sam, do you have any final takes, or do you want to start getting into plugs? Um, yeah, we can just go ahead and get into plugs. Yeah. So what's what's happening for you these days? I saw there was a podcast with your voice on it, and two different podcast feeds of mine this week. Two different feeds. I'm trying it to was think the, the Run the Layers and then the EATB yeah. Run the Layers. I was going to guess. Um, yeah, recording a new EATB soon, I believe this weekend, should be releasing next Is it going to be a follow-up to the Pokemon and the anime uh, one? Actually, where... It will be. I don't know how you guessed that, but it will be. I'm doing one now yeah. um, that will be sports-related. but I could only assume... Yeah, as you could assume with me, but doing what I personally think I do best is making the sports things relatable to everybody where it has very little to actually do with sports. It'll be Is it about real players or not real players? Um, real players, not real players. It'll be about real teams, not real teams. Um, there are a lot of crazy names for, you know, minor league baseball teams or division three college sports teams. Um, they all have a lot of crazy names. I came up with some fake names as well. There are also a lot of college football players that have some, some names that are super cool. Like there's a, a, a defensive back that plays for the university of Alabama name. I don't want to get his name wrong. Let me, his nickname. Well, if you is, have, if I doubt any of your co-hosts are listening to this episode, if you, would love to like sneak in a reference for me and me alone and like yeah. put in like a person who's like said Matthew Smith. That's like a player's <laughs> name. Or well, there, like there, this one, it won't spoil anything if they are listening. Cause most uh, football fans know about this player, but there's a guy for the university of Alabama named Gaquincy McKinstry. And his nickname is Kool-Aid. He goes by Kool-Aid McKinstry. Um, so there, I mean, you can make a full roster of okay. names similar to this that are like equally awesome so i'm gonna have a lot of you know players with those names and ones i've made up as well what about sebastian matthew smith whose nickname yeah, is Chip. throw some uh throw some um what even is i can't even think of big red's name i was gonna make a joke larry saperstein oh no the the actor's name is yeah, Larry. Larry no uh, yeah what's the what's the character's name oh big red doesn't have a character name his name is literally big red like you're I shitting me no, this I don't not, think we've ever found out his name. This is not real. They call him Biggie. Like, Ashton calls him Biggie. I'm like, 
This ain't Biggie Smalls. Get the hell out of here with that. No, I love real. Big Red, but how dare you? Yeah, we don't. What the fuck? We don't know his first name. <laughs> Big Red Radonovich the third. So this is, I guess, going to be their season four joke. They're going to reveal what his first name yeah. is, um, similar to Elton John Caswell. I mean, I knew they always called him Big Red, but shit, I just guess we, guess I thought he knew his name. Yeah. It's also the I big Wendy thing where I don't think he's like super tall. So it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, she's someone I should reach out to for my project. Never mind. Um, that, uh, do you have any other plugs, Sam? Or do you just want people to watch your Twitter and like pop culture uh, plugs? Uh, no, yeah. Just yeah. Pop, follow me on, you know, Twitter, TikTok at not that Sam Davis. Um, and yeah, listen to everyone in their brother podcast. And what's your pop culture plug for the week? I don't think we did one last time. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, what we do in the shadows. I finally got caught up on that. Love it. One of my favorite shows. I think I've already shouted out Reservation Dogs you on did. this podcast. But I've, I've caught up to that as well, watching it in real time. Um, yeah, both of those. Hulu, Hulu just kills it. I love so many Hulu originals. Speaking of Hulu, Hulu and originals, FX. Promised Land is also on Hulu for listeners yes. who want to check that out. Um, and that's in line with what I'm going to plug. Uh, first things first, follow me on social media at what the fleet. More importantly, at Brazil Dragon Pod. Mean a lot to me if you rate it and review five stars or any star ratings. If you rate it anything, it just helps grow our audience. It's like leaving a tip. Even if you leave it a couple stars, someone it might hopefully help the algorithm. Uh, more importantly, uh, coming up, I'm working on this really exciting project called Si Se Puede. It's going to be a look at Latine and Hispanic heritage in American media and the representation. Uh, and talking about the current state of the industry. Uh, I mentioned Promised Land. I'm going to have a couple actors from the show, be guests on the podcast, interviewing it. A couple reality stars as well uh, as a director as uh, and a filmmaker, an independent producer, and a lot of consumers as well. Just talking about the current state of the industry in regards to Latina and Hispanic Heritage Month. After the news of the Batgirl, I was like really fired up and like I wanted to use whatever small platform I have to like talk about this and make it a bigger conversation. And that's what I'm excited about. And with that said, for my pop culture plug, I'm going to do exclusively Latine shows until the end of this Latine Heritage Month from September 15th to October 15th. Uh, today, my pop culture plug is the TV show Promised Land, which I worked on and it's on Hulu. And keeping in line with what Sam was saying, Hulu content, they do have some bangers out there. Very good. Later. I need to check out Promised Land. Still. I haven't got around to it yet. You're good. But yeah. I am excited to, you know, one, watch a show that my friend worked on, too. Yeah, watch a great Latinx story. And like we said, Hulu just kills it. So, yeah. I uh, wish they killed it. Uh, I wish Hulu trusted it enough. Uh, I wish they would have revived season. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Well, we'll give it a comeback. Hopefully. Um, yeah, Sam, do we have a hashtag for this episode? No, you know I do a bad job of thinking of these. How about uh, um, how about uh, Quibi, hashtag nice duck. Quibi. Uh, ice, yeah. Ice Quibi hashtag challenge. which one's Quibi? Like ice Quibi challenge. Yeah, I don't know. Ice Quibi like challenge. It, it is. Uh, until next time, everyone, with our finale coverage. Get your head in the game, Wildcats.
myself to the greatness won't fall back and claim it no more hesitation cause i see myself again i have learned 